good to have her uh, from the West Coast, Dr. Carol Lieberman. You know well, uh, but uh, all in all, uh, we've got the uh, situation of the latest. She's been with us throughout as far as the process of extradition. The uh, suspect in the college slayings in Idaho, Brian Koberger, uh, made his way to Pullman, Washington in the wee hours into the courts of Moscow, Idaho today. And Dr. Carol Lieberman is nice enough to give us a couple of minutes, her take on things. Great having you at an early hour. We certainly appreciate it. Um, But Koberger, uh, back in the hands of the courts uh, in Idaho, uh, Carol, so in essence, he did waive extradition. Um, What is your take? We haven't spoken to you in the last couple of days. Obviously, uh, in play as far as being captured uh, uh, last week. And uh, all in all, uh, quite a couple of days' events in play here. Good morning, and what's your take? By the way, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. So give me give me a quick well, assessment as far as what you're seeing here. Well, um, you know, it's been interesting to see him uh, both in um, Pennsylvania, you know, walking to the courthouse, walking out of the courthouse, and now, of course, he's in Idaho. Um you know, one of the things that's strange is that there are so many different contradictory reports about things. You know, not that much significant uh, has happened, and yet we have all these different reports. For example, um, you know, he was stopped twice, uh, he and his father in their car, in his car, going from Washington to uh, Pennsylvania. And in Indiana, the cops stopped two different sets, or two different cops stopped him. And um, so there are different reports. Some people are saying, blaming the cops, you know, why didn't they know that this was the Idaho killer? And, and um, you know, why didn't they, st- they could have caught him then and, and so on. But then there's other uh, reports where saying that this was on purpose, that the FBI had set up these two stops because uh, they wanted to get a look at his hands or they wanted to just gather more information. So I don't know which is the right, right report. But in any case, similarly, there are two different reports about his stay in the jail in Pennsylvania. Um, one report says that he was just very calm and quiet, even rolled up in a ball in his uh, cell. And another report says that he was doing all kinds of things, um, like singing rap li- lyrics and exposing himself and um, just being, um, you know, very, very um, bizarre and loud. So you decide. But one thing that I thought was interesting, there's a um, now on the Internet there's a picture, his, his uh, mugshot in, in Idaho, and there are some um, little differences uh, compared to the ones in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, he looked um, shocked and, uh, you know, he, he still has a deadpan look in both, both places, but um, in Pennsylvania, he looked a little bit more shocked, like he... Like he had put his finger in an electric socket, and in um, by the time he's gotten to Idaho, he still is deadpan, but he looks he's looking like he's sort of um, uh, getting used to what his situation is. It's not such a shock anymore that they caught him. You know, a couple of things: the Indiana stops, two of them, uh, father in the car. They focused in on one of the stops on a cut on his right. Uh, wrist area, I guess. Uh, that was kind of zeroed in, and that was that was interesting there. Um, 
maybe maybe it was a situation of surveillance by the FBI who knows you know one of the things I've taken notice to is a very defiant individual this Brian Koberger over the last couple of days uh, defiance to the fact that inmates according to an inmate when he came into the uh, the jail last night uh, he was ranting you know that uh, you know ran to the guards you come in here I'm going to cut you you know that type of thing uh, much the sounds of somebody who might be a little bit deranged. You know, I'm just wondering right now, the waving of extradition and everything else, he knows he's a cook goose here. I'm just wondering if there is a a situation of his attorneys of a planned sanity defense here because, you know, he is sounding uh, sounding off uh, very uh, incoherently, would say, over the last couple of days. What's your take there? Well, um you know, if, if, yes, it is likely that they're going to go for a, a psychiatric defense because I'm not really sure what other defense they could try to come up with. I mean, I guess it will depend upon just how much information, how much evidence um, they have in Idaho. But And we'll find out that out probably today, um, you know, when they, when they read what they have, uh, what was sealed. Um, but, you know, in, the, in Pennsylvania... Um, you know, the judge had to ask, like, whenever a, a defendant is in court um, and they're making going to make some kind of ruling, the judge has to ask, has to make sure that the defendant is sane to uh, be able to agree to it. So, like, in this case, to agree to, to waive extradition. And the, the um, judge asked, you know, are you, is there any mental illness, any mental reason um, why and are and, and any medication reason? Are you on any medications? Any reason why you are not like um, uh, seen enough? She use those words to consent to this uh, idea, this this plan to waive extradition. And he said no, that he doesn't have mental illness. So you know, I, it, was, it was very strange. I mean, I think he was doing that probably because he wanted to waive extradition. He wanted to get back to Idaho to find out what they have against him. But um, but at the same time, it's going to be make it harder for his attorney in Idaho to say, "Well, he was only kidding. <laughs> he does have mental illness." So, just the course of events today, uh, I would imagine he's, he'll be read his rights, uh, the charges against him. Probably, I mean, I mean, I would assume a an appointed attorney is in play here, public defender of some kind, um, but. Will he be asked to make a plea uh, today? Is, is that going to happen or no? Um, that's an interesting question. I'm not really sure because he's just arrived, you know. Um, <clears throat> I think they might, one would hope that they would give him time to talk to his attorney before making a plea, although surely he's going to plead not guilty. I, I'm not really sure about that. <clears throat> I know that the person who they're talking, they've been talking about as his um as his attorney in Idaho, um, his public defender, is a woman named Ann Taylor. Now, I'm usually, I'm very much against, um, well, against, I mean, I'm very much, in my experience, um, public defenders do not do a great job because they have so many other clients and for various reasons. But it's interesting, it seems like this woman, this Ann Taylor attorney, public defender, um, seems to be be very aggressive in her, you know, in trying to fight for her client. She's supposedly 
um, was in, went to the house or had people go to the house, investigators. I mean, she seems on the ball. She seems to be getting ahead of this whole thing. So, uh, you know, it's one thing to have a public defender when you're just kind of a lowly, <laughs> lowly criminal uh, with not enough money to pay for a, a private attorney in, you know, in some rinky-dink town. But, um, you know, this is, of course, world news. So any public defender is going to really work very hard to uh, to try to win. Yeah, and I guess the biggest thing also is, final thought from me here, Carol, is he'll be served his arrest warrant from Idaho on the four counts of first-degree murder and the stabbing deaths uh, of those four students. Um, and, you know, the affidavit of probable cause here, which is key, which has remained sealed, obviously, all due to state law, if you saw that press conference from last week yes, uh, yes. in Idaho, that's going to become public following his appearance before the judge, and that will be a revelation for the first time, the information on the murders, the investigation that led to his arrest. That's what we all want to know here. Yeah, uh, Is, you know, the, genial di- the DNA uh, technology, genome technology, and everything else in play there. That is going to be very interesting as far as probable cause, no? Yes. Um, and, you know, because it was a, a, a through genealogy, not... Well, now, of course, they have his DNA because they took his a sample when they arrested him in Pennsylvania. So um, they will have a better sample to compare to, to what was left in the house. But, yes, today is going to be a very interesting day as far as um, what, what goes on um, in Idaho. Indeed. And by the way, a lot of people are wondering, do they have the death penalty in the state of Idaho? And the answer is yes, which he yes. potentially uh, could yes. be in play as far as Kohlberger is concerned. So uh, very interesting uh, events uh, to be unraveled uh, both today and tomorrow, I would expect. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate you getting up with us a little bit early today. Uh, Dr. Carol Lieberman, following it all as far as the case. And I'm sure we'll have many a conversation all throughout. Thanks so much.